This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live, which I just noticed that the captions say is the transport resort. How do you get Troll Patrol Live out of that? Fuck off, captions. It's a freaking Friday. Usually I don't do the Troll Patrol on a Friday. Oh, I'm a little crooked. Hold on. I'm not straight, that's for sure. I usually don't do the Troll Patrol on a Friday. Usually uh, I'm preparing for the Friday Night Free Show at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Do not worry that it's still going to happen tonight at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. Sparkles will be here. Hilarity will ensue. But this has been a big week, and I've had a lot of shit to talk about, and um, internet issues has caused me just to fucking come on whenever the fuck I feel like it. 4.20 in the afternoon, 4.20 in the morning. Who knows? Who knows when you're going to catch the freak daddy? As I said, it is 4.20 where I'm sitting, so... I'm out. I've been I've been smoking res and it's not working too well. Supposed to have something this weekend, uh, apparently. A lot of shit has been going on this week that I haven't had a chance to give my opinion on. Like the uh, union boss of the NYPD. Like the footage that has been released of cops chasing down protesters. A California prison guard has committed suicide after exposing corruption. Plus, Hollywood is ready to go on strike. Kellogg's workers are on strike. Rod is big mad, and I don't even know. Oh, oh, the shooting in Texas. The kid that committed the school shooting in Texas is out on bond on a $75,000 bond. His family threw a party for him. The right is big mad about this. We're going to go into the details and why he might have been granted a bond that was so low. Apparently, he's he's arguing self-defense. And the parallels between the Kyle Rittenhouse case and this case are insane got an anti-vax hockey player whose career might be over, an NBA star who has apparently gotten vaccinated because he didn't want to miss home games in California. Hospitals are bracing for the next COVID surge. The CDC has reversed its guidance for the holidays. Plus a lot of Trump news. There's a lot of Trump news going on. Trump is off the Forbes list. He's set to be deposed in a civil matter. Uh, the White House has blocked executive privilege, which he can't claim because he's not the executive. And so much more. But starting off this afternoon, I'm going to show you socks because he's over here with me. Hey, socks. He came up here. Yeah, there's your cat ass. Look at that cat ass. <laughs> he came up here and so he's just made himself at home. He just laid down like, oh, I'm going to hang out here. Chill out for a little bit. 
He came up here, he stole one of my hair ties, and ran off with it just a second ago. Yeah, this is the new Sparkles. His name is Socrates. Where's Smokey at? I don't even fucking know. Hey, Smokey! He's looking out the window over there. He's he's watching the burbs or something. Yeah, I'm totally not straight. Oh, we better get into this shit because I've got a show to prepare for after this. That's right. So, oh yeah, Fox News, it's their 25th anniversary. Let's all congratulate Fox News at being horrible and marketing to idiots and feeding them what they want to hear. That's the problem with capitalism that now you can go out and buy your own news source buy into a news source it's going to feed you what you want to hear as opposed to the actual news now they've got other flavors OAN at Newsmax oh yeah OAN being almost completely funded by AT&T in a corrupt deal in order to show favoritism to AT&T. Starting off this afternoon, we are reading from Fox News, so there is going to be a slight bent to this. U.S. Special Forces secretly deployed to Taiwan for at least, at least a year. U.S. Forces have secretly trained Taiwanese forces for the last year. Now, I have seen right-wingers talk about how This is Biden's fault. (laughs) It's been going on for over a year. Contingent of U.S. Special Operations and Marine Forces have been secretly operating out of Taiwan as aggressive Chinese actions continue to escalate. U.S. forces have been working to train the Taiwanese military in an attempt to shore up the Indo-Pacific nation's defense. Officials told the publication that over the last year, roughly two dozen members of U.S. Special Operations Units and supporting troops have conducted ground training, while the Marines have worked to train small boat units. The news comes just... Now, which is it, though? Is is it China Joe? Or is he stoking war with China? I I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. It couldn't possibly end up like some Mujahideen situation. No. U.S. never fucking learns its lessons. News comes just days after a record number of Chinese military planes entered Taiwan's air defense zone. China's Air Force flew roughly 150 fighter jets and bombers into the defense zone over a period of four days. Though the aircraft did not officially enter Taiwan's airspace, the show of force concerned the international community and prompted the U.S., U.K., and Japan to conduct multinational military exercises in the region. Taiwan Premier Su Chang warned this week that China, uh, Taiwan definitely needs to be on alert. China is increasingly over the top, he said. We must come together as one and strengthen ourselves. Only then will countries that want to annex Taiwan not dare to easily resort to force. Taiwan identifies as a sovereign nation, but it is officially recognized by China, the United Nations, and the U.S. as part of the One China policy. Chinese foreign minister claimed the U.S. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan emphasized U.S. adherence 
to the One China policy in talks on Wednesday, but a statement released by the White House said Sullivan raised a number of areas where we have concerns with the PRC, that's the People's Republic of China, actions, including in the South China Sea. Mr. Sullivan made clear that we will continue to invest in our own national strength and work closely with our allies and partners. China has repeatedly condemned Taiwanese independence and has said it will take the island backed by force. A threat U.S. security officials have warned could happen within the next six years. Meanwhile, the as tensions escalate, the Nobel Peace Prizes have been awarded. I'm sorry if I butcher your guys' names. Maria Ressa. Dmitry Moratov win the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize. Journalists from the Philippines and Russia are held for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression. Of course, in the Philippines, they are facing strongman Duterte, who just kills people in the streets. Journalist Marissa Reza of the Philippines and Dmitry uh, Muratov of Russia have won this year's Nobel Peace Prize, recognized for their efforts to safeguard freedom of expression, which the prize-giving committee described as being under threat worldwide. Boy, is that an understatement. The two were given the prestigious award for their courageous fight for freedom and expression in the Philippines and Russia. At the same time, they are representatives of all journalists who stand up for this ideal in a world in which democracy and freedom of the press face increasingly adverse conditions. This is according to the chair of the Norwegian Nobel Committee, Barrett Ress Anderson. Not Wes Anderson, Ress. Not the auteur. The prize in the first, uh, the prize is the first for journalists since German Karl von oh, Ostetsky won it in 1935 for revealing his country's secret post-war rearmament program. Free, independent, and fact-based journalism serves to protect against abuse of power, lies, and war propaganda. Ress Anderson said, not West Anderson, the director. Ress Anderson of the. Geneva Nobel Committee. On to the debt ceiling, which we will be talking about continually going up through December now. We're not putting this one to rest. Republicans were livid, though, over Schumer's rebuke. After the debt ceiling vote, Joe Manchin would have done it differently. Joe Manchin is not the head of the Democratic Party. He is a Republican. I uh, I listened to this last night. I didn't actually put it on the docket here. Let's go find it. I uh, I really didn't think that Schumer said anything all that outlandish. Yeah, let's let's watch this little up here, motherfucker. <laughs> Now, Mr. Pre- Take it away, Chucky. In a few moments, the Senate will pass an extension of the debt limit through early December, avoiding a first ever 
Republican manufactured default on the absolutely now I'm going to I am going to have to uh, I don't remember who said it in the chat yeah, Mitch McConnell's donors do not want us to default on the debt ceiling I'm like it seems like the Republicans really want to want to cause this collapse but no no I was wrong on that one whoever mentioned it in the chat was correct Mitch's donors do not want to default and that's why we have a deal now now this is, I believe this is Joe Manchin right here over Chucky's left shoulder. On Monday morning, I said we needed to pass a bill to address the debt limit by the end of the week. And that is exactly what we did. Republicans played a dangerous and risky partisan game. And I am glad that their brinksmanship did not work. For the good of America's families, for the good of our economy, Republicans yep. must recognize in the future they should just kicks the can down the road for a couple months. Debt limit in a bipartisan way. But hopefully, what with with kicking it down the road to December, it lets the Democrats work out the budget, and hopefully, uh, the raising of the debt ceiling will just be a part of the reconciliation bill. We don't even have to worry about it. Let's hope we are not having this same discussion in fucking December. It's stupid. It now is a long-term solution, so we don't go through this risky drama every few months. And we hope Republicans will join in enacting a long-term solution to the debt limit. They won't. You're right, we're we're negotiating with terrorists. A party that does not want to do anything. They want to say no to everything and then turn around like, look how government doesn't work. Yeah, it's because you fucks won't let it work. You are literally sabotaging it from the inside. Hey, we're going to hear from a Tennessee state senator who says that her party has gone batshit crazy. A Tennessee GOP state senator has said their party has gone crazy, but that the 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 people inside the party that actually realize what they're doing is bullshit are afraid to speak out insisted they wanted a solution to the debt ceiling but said democrats must raise it alone by going through a drawn out convoluted and risky reconciliation process that was simply unacceptable to my caucus and yesterday senate republicans finally realized that their obstruction was not going to work i thank very much thank my democratic colleagues for our showing our unity in solving this Republican manufacturing. Now keep an eye on Joe Manchin right here over Chucky's shoulder. He's getting ready to say something about him. For our showing our unity in solving this Republican manufactured crisis. Despite immense opposition from Leader McConnell and members of his conference, our caucus held together and we've pulled our country back from the cliff's edge that Republicans tried to push us over. This is a temporary but necessary and important fix. I appreciate that at the end of the day, that is correct. Raise the debt limit without a convoluted and unnecessary reconciliation process that until today, the Republican leader claimed was the only way to address the debt limit. Let me say that again. Today's vote is proof positive. I don't know. That's a, that the debt limit can. Yeah, I said I watched this last night. And I didn't see what they were talking about. Schumer visibly stuns Manchin during speech, torching the GOP on debt ceiling. I don't. Was that the torching when he said the opposition? I, I, I he didn't actually take a shot directly at Manchin. Manchin has gotten up and walked out now. Going through the record. This is one of those deceptive headlines on a clip. 
That's another problem with our politics. Fucking putting stupid ass headlines. AOC owns. Ted Cruz destroys. All bullshit. Just for fucking clickbait. Affiliation process, just as Democrats have been saying for months. The solution is for Republicans to either join us in raising the debt limit or stay out of the way and let Democrats address the debt limit ourselves. Those are the two choices, and it's very simple. Oh, yeah, there it was. Senate Democrats want a long- Smoke them if you got them. I'm not high enough for this debt shit. limit to make sure financial markets remain stable and our economic recovery stays on track. America's full faith and credit must never be used as a political bargaining chip. I hope my Republican colleagues relent from trying to make it one when we re revisit this issue soon. So now that Republican brinksmanship has relented, Senate Democrats will focus on passing Build Back Better agenda so we can finally build up ladders of opportunity for people to climb up to the middle class, to help people already in the middle class stay there, to fight climate change and create the good-paying jobs of tomorrow and rekindle that sunny American optimism that has long been the core of our national, of our national identity. I don't, I don't see where he stunned Manchin during a speech torching the GOP. As I said, I watched this last night and I was like, did I miss something? I'm not sure the uh, story you're talking about, Dip. I'm share that in the Discord or in the chat there. Now, another big piece of legislation I believe has now passed. But has a little caveat thanks to Senator Bernie Sanders. Sanders pushes Gaza aid in exchange for yes vote on Iron Dome funding. The bill was going to pass anyway. At least Bernie was able to get concessions. Much-needed humanitarian aid to the Palestinian people. Head of a Senate vote that is expected to authorize an extra billion dollars in military aid for Israel's Iron Dome anti-missile system. Senator Bernie Sanders' office says Sanders has secured a commitment from Democratic leadership that the U.S. will also send additional humanitarian funds to Palestinians in Gaza, the coastal enclave devastated by Israel's aerial assault this spring. What's up, Pretty Sweet? From BW's channel. Love me some Betty. Oh, yes. Uh, there will be no federal charges in the Jacob Blake case, unfortunately. We're going to go into that. Got several cop stories that we're going to talk about. That That has made me livid. But, I mean, fortunately, the cop is still facing criminal charges from the state's AG office. And uh, the agent fucking... Um, Keith Ellison, the AG in Minnesota, has done a fantastic job. The White House has blocked former President Trump from being able to evoke executive privilege for the initial set of Trump-era documents sought by the January 6th panel. We're also going to hear about Steve Bannon apparently evading a subpoena. 
Yeah, the Jacob Blake story was, um, it was like breaking about 30 minutes ago, 45 minutes ago. We are going to get a deposition, but that's going to be in the civil case. We're going to get into that here in just a second. But hopefully we get him in front of the January 6th panel. Apparently they're going to drag Bannon in front of the panel. President Joe Biden will not evoke executive privilege to shield an initial set of records from Donald Trump's White House. It's being sought by congressional investigators probing the January 6th Capitol attack. After my consultations with the Office of Legal Counsel at the Department of Justice, President Biden has determined that an assertion of executive privilege is not in the best interests of the United States and therefore is not justified as to any of the documents. This was according to White House Counsel Dana Remus in a letter to uh, Archivist of the United States David Ferrero in a letter obtained by Politico. Remus described the House January 6th investigation as unique and extraordinary justifying the decision to reject Trump's request. However, Remus suggested that the uh, effects of the decision might be limited with future requests subjected to executive privilege protections. An outcome the White House cited last month when it said that material sought by the January 6th investigators would be vetted on a case-by-case basis. I can't imagine what they're holding on to that they would want to assert executive privilege over. And the more we find out about the machinations of what Trump exactly tried to do, the more outrage I become at what the Republicans are doing right now. Grassley is going to be at a Trump campaign today or tomorrow. A sitting senator. After this man led an insurrection against our country. Biden's decision triggers a window of at least 30 days for Trump to challenge the determination in court before the National Archives releases them to the January 6th panel. Experts have told Politico, It mirrors a similar decision made by Biden and his DOJ earlier this year to waive privilege and allow former President Do- uh, former Trump DOJ officials to testify before congressional committees about the former president's attempt to overturn the 2020 election. In a Friday letter addressed, and he's still trying to overturn the election! The fucking, he sent a letter to the, the Secretary of State of Georgia in September! Trump indicated that he wished to assert privilege over 45 specific documents identified by the National Archives as responsive to the committee's request. Those documents, Trump said in the two-page letter, included protected presidential communications, as well as deliberative processes materials and attorney-client privileged materials. Bullshit. Trump also indicated he wants to preemptively declare future requests by the panel, potentially numbering in the millions as presumptively barred from release. Should the committee persist in seeking other privileged information, I will take all necessary and appropriate steps to defend the office of the presidency, Trump wrote. Now, he means to defend himself, not the office of the presidency. He tried to destroy the office of the presidency. White House's statement comes after the House Select Panel investigating the attack announced two close allies of former President Donald Trump. Former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and former Pentagon aide Cash Patel were engaging with were engaging with it on their subpoenas. Panel's two top lawmakers said on Friday, Panel Chair Bernie Thompson and Vice Chair Liz Cheney confirmed in a statement that the two Trump associates had been in touch with the panel. Thompson and Cheney also threatened criminal contempt for Trump campaign chief Steve Bannon, 
who had informed the committee he wouldn't cooperate with their inquiry into the January 6th attacks, apparently at Trump's behest. Though the select committee welcomes good faith engagement with witnesses seeking to cooperate with our investigation, we will not allow any witness to defy a lawful subpoena or attempt to run out the clock, and we will swiftly consider advancing a criminal contempt of Congress referral. What up, Adam? Welcome. Get your news fixed before we get freaky later on tonight. Well, I'll tell you what, there was a mother and a, and a son that tried to destroy the office of Nancy Pelosi. A New York mother and son arrested in the theft of Pelosi staff's laptop during the Capitol riot. Marianne Mooney Rondon and her son Raphael Rondon of Watertown, New York, have been arrested in connection with the stolen laptop, according to court documents. New York mother and son have been charged with theft in aiding the disappearance of a laptop belonging to the staff of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi during the January 6th riot after the FBI initially raided a home 4,500 miles away in Alaska looking for the computer. The FBI on Friday arrested Rondon, the two Rondons, in connection with the stolen laptop used only for presentations, so they just... (laughs) didn't even have anything good on it they were just putting a a fucking thumb drive in it with a powerpoint presentation on it the dumbest fucks walking the planet we're lucky that the coup was attempted by the dumbest fucks walking the planet Now, Trump is apparently off the Forbes 400 list, which he probably never should have been on. Because <laughs> he's never been as rich as he has stated. Former President Donald Trump has reportedly long been obsessed with the Forbes 400 list. I thought it was the 500. Am I wrong? The wealthiest American? I don't know because I don't pay attention to stupid ass rich people. And specifically, his place on the list. So he's unlikely to be pleased with its latest iteration, which doesn't include him at all. It is the first time in 25 years that Trump hasn't made the annual list, which debuted in 1982. Which he apparently called... Why? I forget the story now. He had a made-up Baron. I think that's what he named his kid after the, the dude he always used to call himself. Baron Von Rasky or some fucking bullshit. Oh, okay. Fortune 500 is the uh, company's list. Okay, cool. Don't pay any fucking attention to that bullshit. It goes up and down depending on the situation. If he's talking to the IRS, he doesn't make that much money. If he's talking to banks, he makes a shit ton of money and you should give him more money. That's called bank fraud and tax fraud, which I do believe he's going to pay for in New York City. But Trump dropping off of the Forbes list is the least, least of his worries. Apparently, he will be deposed before the end of the year. The judge says Trump can be deposed in former Apprentice Contestant's lawsuit. New York State judge on Monday gave former U.S. President Donald Trump a December 23rd deadline to undergo questioning in a defamation lawsuit filed by a former contestant on The Apprentice after he denied her sexual assault allegations. 
Justice Jennifer Schechter, the New York State Court in Manhattan, said Trump must submit to a deposition after his lawyer said Trump planned to countersue his accuser, Summer Zervos, under a state law designed to encourage free speech. Schechter ruled after a conference where the planned countersuit was announced and lawyers for Trump and Zervos accused their opponents of stalling. He just cannot delay this case any longer, Zervos's lawyer said at the conference. Zervos had sued Trump in January of 2017, but the case remains unresolved in part because Trump argued while in the White House that his sitting president could not be sued, which is weird! Because, um, if you'll remember back to the 90s, that was, that was not the precedent. The courts allowed a lawsuit by a woman by the name of Paula Jones to go forward against President Bill Clinton. If you're like me, you're reliving that whole ordeal while watching American Crime Story. Sarah Paulson kills it as Linda Tripp. The woman they got to play, Monica Lewinsky, fantastic. She is an amazing actress. I I hope she, like, this is her breakout fucking role. I I, I don't know who she is. I've never seen her in anything before, but holy fuck has she won me over. I only have 32 gigs of RAM on my laptop. I have 64 in the computer I'm talking to you on now. And I got, like, Producer Dave accused me, like, oh, Justin's probably somebody that leaves his computer on all the time. And I was back when I had a uh, mechanical drive. But no, no, I have a I have a solid-state drive now, so I turn it off, like, fucking four or five times a day. When I see BB, I think bareback. But then again, I'm a fucking... I'm a fucking freak. Need to get out of town and bareback somebody is what Adam said to me. I have a condom joke, and I didn't know when I first started doing uh stand- I mean it's it's that fucking obvious. Oh, you're you're a big I don't know what you said. I don't I don't know what the censored word is, and it's only it's only three letters. I'm a bigger ass than you. Oh, I'm probably, I mean, I like Dick all right, but I I go for the, the femme side of the spectrum. I'm not just like sucking every dick that comes along. Now, if that dick is attached to a woman, like I, like, uh, I go, I go fucking nuts. That sounds like an interesting story you could turn into a podcast, Adam. I have a I have a joke about condoms that I, I did on stage. But after doing the joke, I found out like every fucking comedian has the same joke, but mine mine is the fucking best. Mine is the the best setup and delivery, at least of of the ones I have heard. So, I do believe in safe sex, 
at least for the purposes of this joke. I prefer lifestyle condoms to Trojans, and the reason why is a name, a Trojan. It implies that you're covered, but they're going to sneak your men in through the gate, and that is the last thing I want. After I started doing stand-up on a regular basis and going to all different kinds of clubs, I found out, like, every comedian has that same exact fucking joke. But mine is delivered the best, I swear. Thank you. But I quit doing it in my sets because every fucking comedian has that same fucking joke. Got off topic again. It's a freeform Friday anyway. We're just fucking around. I'm not usually on at this time. The criminal inquiry into Trump's Georgia election interference gathers steam. The disgraced foreign president faces a range of uh, possible charges, including conspiracy and election fraud. Yes, I'm fucking up more than I usually am reading shit because I'm not high enough yet. Also, I probably shouldn't open the doors and the windows. It's not quite cool enough for that. I'm sweating my ass off right now. If I have a different shirt, which, by the way, this is my one of my favorite shirts. Jesus loves you, but I don't. Go fuck yourself. It's actually the shirt that Otis is wearing in The Devil's Rejects. So if I'm wearing a different shirt tonight with sparkles, you know it's because like this one is covered in fucking sweat and I, I felt like I stunk. She criticizes... I've got three cats. She criticizes the smell of my apartment every time she comes over. Plus, like... I'm here by myself most of the time. I'm farting and smelling like B.O. I don't put deodorant on when people aren't here. Like, this place probably has a fucking funky smell. Am I into hardcore wrestling? Hmm. It's not my favorite type of wrestling. I, I like technical wrestling. I really, I like the wrestler wrestling. I fucking, I love Daniel Bryan. CM Punk is one of my favorites of all time. You know, Macho Man, Ric Flair, Work Rate, Ricky Steamboat. That's, that's my kind of wrestling. I, I watched, you know, like I fucking, when, uh, uh, Zach, uh, Matt Cordona went to, uh, what GCW and face Nick Gage in the in the in the fucking death match? I watched that. Don't get me. I'm a wrestling fan. I watched that shit. I was intrigued. You know, I watched Moxley versus Gage on on AEW, but I I wouldn't say it's my favorite. I watched a couple of FMW uh, death matches leading up to like the exploding barbed wire match that happened in AEW. I watched uh, you know like fucking Punk and Onita. But I wouldn't say that hardcore wrestling is my fan. I was a big ECW fan, but once again, like, not so much into the Sandman. I'm more into, you know, Taz suplexing people and Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit coming in, you know, putting on a clinic. That, that is my kind of fucking thing. I will tell you this this past week uh, on AEW, my f- like, the entire show was good wrestling. But I think my favorite fucking match was uh, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida. Because they had that fucking trophy for like the 50th win by a woman on AEW. The first woman to 
50 wins, and they had the whole trophy and everything, and Serena D beat her. <laughs> and then went out there and got the trophy and broke it over, or tried to break it over her head. It broke when she threw it down in the ring. That was awesome. That's my kind of shit. I like wrestling. Going back to old school. Like, it's just, like I was raised on NWA, WCW wrestling. I'm from I'm from the fucking south. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a WWE fanboy. I mean, I I'll watch shit. Like I'm not I'm not a fighting fan particularly. Like when I was in college, I was really big into like what bum fights and shit. I'm sorry, Adam. You've been telling this whole story, and I didn't pay any attention because I got off on wrestling. Somebody talked to me about wrestling, and I got fucking distracted. I want, I want to, I want to hear hear your cellmate story. Wait, what? Like, fucking, like, I thought this was gonna be some kind of fucking love story and you're fucking bashing somebody's head in and shit. What? We just need to do, like, a fucking open panel night one night where I'm not trying to fucking read the news, where we just fucking talk. I'll work on that. Maybe, like, a Saturday night kind of thing. Like, once once a month on Saturdays, I'll come on. We'll just fucking bullshit. I do it on the Freak Show, but um, Sparkles and I are so full of bullshit, we don't need anybody else's help. I know going back and watching the show, I noticed we barely interact with the audience during the freak show because like so much bullshit coming from us. Yeah, she made she made me turn on the air conditioner last week because she's like, all that hot air you're getting ready to blow out. I'm still not high enough for this shit. Donald Trump is facing increasing legal scrutiny in the crucial battleground state of Georgia over his attempt to sway the 2020 election. And that heat is now overlapping with investigations in Congress looking for the former president's effort to looking at the former president's effort to subvert American democracy. Criminal investigation into Trump's uh, two January call. This is a we're reading from The Guardian. So that's why the date is weird. Trump's 2nd of January call prodding Georgia's Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, to just fine him 11,780 votes to block Joe Biden's win in the state is making headway. The Georgia district attorney running the inquiry is now also sharing information with the House Committee investigating the January 6th attack on the Capitol in Washington, D.C. I think this is just rehashing what we talked about the other night. I think it was in the middle of the night, too, when we were talking about it. Now on to, like, you know, some fucking... Bullshit that doesn't really matter, but it's kind of funny. As if we didn't already know this. Former White House press secretary says that Trump wore my makeup during a speech in Saudi Arabia. I'm going to say, ma'am, your makeup looks a hell of a lot better than his. Once again, I do not understand 
I I don't know if she's up for it this week, Dip. Like last week, she was like, I do not want to eat faux meat tonight. We're not doing the fake burger thing. She was hungry. We, I will work on that. I will put that segment together for you. That's gonna be that's gonna be a good segment. That's good content. But it requires me cooking burgers. We have to do it in a controlled way, right? Like I can't get a frozen faux meat burger. I've got to get like good ground beef quality faux meat, so I can make the burgers as close to each other as possible. She's already told me what she wants on them. I believe it was just uh, ketchup and mustard. I don't even think she wanted cheese. And I told her she had to bring her own yellow mustard because that's what she wanted. I do not have fucking yellow mustard in my house. I think that shit is nasty. I have like fucking fancy mustards, you know, Dijon mustard and Honey mustard. I I uh I looked it up. There is like Kroger has a nice ground beef I can get. Not that's not faux ground beef. In her new memoir, former White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham claimed that former President Donald Trump was wearing her makeup during a May 27th speech before the Gulf Cooperation Council in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. The president felt he looked shiny for some reason. And Trump's body man, John McAtee, didn't have the usual arsenal of products with him. How do you not have Trump's makeup bag with you? Many pundits commenting on Trump's extremely tanned or orange appearance assumed that there was a tanning bed in the White House. There wasn't, and I would know the president's look was created with makeup that he put on his face every morning as if he was going to be appearing on a TV show, which in a sense he was. I still don't get how the the, the tough men on the right decided they were going to get behind the dude that wears makeup and whines and complains about everything. <laughs> But hey, the the GOP has gone fucking nuts. That's all there is to it. And I'm not the only one saying that. GOP State Senator Heidi Campbell says disinformation has taken control of Tennessee politics and created a modern civil war. I believe these are her words. I live on a hill that was and is on a Civil War battlefield in the southern part of Nashville, not far from the Davidson County line. When I drive north to take my son to school, we're amongst the masked and the vaccinated. When I drive south to take him to soccer practice in Williamson County, we are in the Bible Belt. The day after Trump was elected, the halls of the school were funeral. Funeral? I've never heard... I've never heard that word used like that. What? Of or relating to a funeral. Did I say it correctly? Funereal. 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 Cool. The halls of the school were funereal. 
Later that day at practice, it looked like everyone had won the lottery. Those were the early days. My, how the chasm has grown in this past legislative session. In the midst of the pandemic, we passed bills to criminalize teaching about systematic racism, to assault the rights of transgender people, to remove local authority from the cities that fund our state, and to effectively eliminate gun regulations. It continues to baffle me that this reads like a list of positive developments to some of our neighbors. My colleagues across... Oh, maybe this is a Democratic state senator. My apologies, I got it wrong. My colleagues across the aisle are great people who legitimately care about the welfare of our state. I don't, I do not think that. Several of them have told me that they are disappointed with what is happening to their party, but they have to go along with it or they'll get primaried. Our state, much like uh, much of our country, is being held hostage by a misinformed and outraged minority. In all fairness, they are being fed a steady diet of terrifying disinformation. Vaccines cause cancer. Masks make us sick. Our governor is setting up concentration camps for the unvaccinated. Teachers are trying to make our kids feel bad about being white. Liberals want to turn us into a socialist country. Caravans of brown people are coming to kill us. Seriously, this is what these fucks believe. And there's Antifa around every corner waiting to kill cops. Even though we're going to watch video of cops hunting down protesters in the street. The majority of Senate Republicans are old guard conservatives who believe in strong fiscal policy and would just as soon stay out of people's bedrooms and personal lives, but the relentless deluge of emails, calls, and social media posts demanding immediate action has changed their priorities over time. Yeah, BLM as well. Holy fuck. But it's, it's just a boogeyman that they can attack. That's all it is with the right. Creating boogeymans and straw men that they can attack. Uh, boogeymen. But boogeymans. Boogeymen and straw men that they can attack. I'm not high enough for this shit. Not really high at all. We found ourselves in a world where an obnoxious minority, boy howdy, Demands that we exercise identity politics to kill identity politics, that we adopt extreme government overreach to prevent government overreach, and that we employ prejudice to eradicate prejudice. Literally! She said it well there. Everyone loses. That's a logical consequence of this political calamity. Public health emergencies require mutual sacrifice of the type that the greatest generation offered selflessly. If everyone doesn't meet the moment, though, then no one does. Infectious diseases don't care about personal freedom. Good guys with guns never seem to show up. Environmental disasters are uh, inured to tribal politics and racism and sexism are not going to disappear because we stop talking about it. So we end up with one of the highest COVID-19 rates in the world. Individuals shopping for groceries getting shot. Entire cities experiencing devastating floods and a school system that isn't allowed to teach about racism or sexism. This is the state of our state as we head into redistricting. Performative nods towards equitable map making have been made with Democrats allowed a seat at the committee table, preferably seen and not heard. Nobody expects fair maps, though. Our state is already gerrymandered, uh, gerrymandered to heavily favor Republicans. These are the skirmishes of the modern civil war. Now, Every time I bring up gerrymandering to a Republican, 
They always respond with, well, Democrats do it too. I'm like, yes, you're right. They've done it in Pennsylvania. They've done it in Michigan. They've done it in New York. I agree. So let's get rid of gerrymandering, period. It has overwhelmingly benefited the right, though, and that's why they don't want to get rid of it. Speaking of disinformation... The progressives are calling to break Facebook the fuck up. It's almost as if Facebook's monopolistic mission to either own, copy, or destroy any competing platform has incredibly disruptive effects on free society and democracy, said Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. But now, one of the weird things that I have seen since the Facebook whistleblower came forward and exposed all this shit about Facebook is that the right has been attacking her. I don't know if any of you guys have spent any time on any right-wing sites. The right is saying that she is a plant put there by the Biden administration to put more regulations on speech. I'm serious. The party that supposedly cares about child sex trafficking. Here's a woman say that Facebook knowingly helped facilitate child sex trafficking and went, no, no, she's a plant. You can't make this shit up. I swear right-wingers are absolute fucking morons. I think Wyoming is like six to one, isn't it? Or maybe it's like why maybe it was Wyoming is worth six times what somebody's vote in California was worth. Something like that. It's insane. And like I absolutely believe every every person one vote. Weighted one vote. There shouldn't be any weighting by states. Right wingers won't go for that though, because they will absolutely lose elections. At least as the parties exist now. I think abolishing the Electoral College would be It would go a long way into helping abolish the two-party system. It's not the only thing that'll go into it. Getting rid of gerrymandering would, too. Rep. AOC was among the progressives calling for government action to break up Facebook after the company and its family of apps, including Instagram, Messenger, and WhatsApp, experienced a massive outage on Monday, rendering inaccessible services that billions of people worldwide use to communicate. It's Facebook's monopolistic behavior was, if Facebook's monopolistic behavior was checked back when it should have been, perhaps around the time it started acquiring competitors like Instagram, uh, the continents of people who depend on WhatsApp and IG for either communication or commerce would be fine right now. Break them up, AOC said. Automatic voter registration. I want it. I want compulsory voting in this country. Elizabeth Warren echoed that message, declaring we should break up big tech. Facebook, in a Twitter post, apologized for any inconvenience that may have been caused by the outage, which lasted roughly six hours and cost CEO Mark Zuckerberg $6 billion in net worth. He has probably already made that $6 billion up. I haven't checked recently. This is a story from a couple days ago. 
In a blog post Monday evening, as its services started to come back online, Facebook blamed the outage on configuration changes. The blackout, believed to be the largest in the company's history, came just hours after 60 Minutes aired its interview with Francis Hogan, Hugan, a former Facebook employee who accused the tech behemoth of putting profit over safety by refusing to combat rampant misinformation and incitement to violence on its platform. Because fear and hate sell. And these goddamn right-wingers want to stay afraid of fucking everything. I was having an argument with one the other day, and he's like, conservatives are being censored on college campuses. I'm like, that's absolute bullshit. (laughs) And I get into it, and like he starts taking shots at like, how many people watch me on YouTube? I'm like, well, it was big tech censorship. Come on. (laughs) What? What? What what else does it say? I... He cited these two people in terms of college campuses censoring conservatives. He cited these two people. One had gotten punched in the face for being an asshole, and the other one said she got called a racist. I said, it sounds like you're just upset that an asshole got punched in the face for being an asshole, and somebody else, you know, exercised their free speech. You're trying to make yourself a victim, you fucking snowflake. And he's like, oh, how dare you say I'm making myself a victim? Fuck off. That's exactly what you're doing. And uh, I'm sorry, RB, if you're in here. We're going to do some boomer bashing. I know you hate it when I do this. What happened when Facebook became Boomer Book? Leaked documents reveal that a company that was once rebellious and optimistic is now bloated, regretful, and uncool boy. Sometimes it's hard to remember that Facebook is only 17 years old. If it were a person, it could drive but not drink. If Facebook were a person, it would be a fabulously wealthy, incredibly successful, and exhaustingly argumentative. And it probably wouldn't use Facebook. The disclosures in the Wall Street Journal's Facebook files leaked by a whistleblower are incendiary. But one of them probably troubles the company's executives more than yesterday's service outage. The proliferation of fake news or even suggestions that Facebook stoked the capital riot and violence against the Rohingyan people in Myanmar, according to the company's own research, young people think Facebook is uncool. And it is. It is totally uncool. Nobody wants to go on there and be bombarded by ads and bullshit from right-wingers. In a statement that will chill the hearts of anyone who remembers cassette tapes in the original version of Baywatch, one 11-year-old boy told the company's researchers, Facebook is for old people, old as in 40. The statistics bear out that assessment. 5 million U.S. teenagers log into Facebook every day compared with 22 million for Instagram. Most teens I know regard Facebook as the place where their parents go to argue about politics and their grandparents post vaccine pic- or vacation pictures. Got vaccines on the brain. In which self-respecting members of Generation Z wants to hang out in an old folks' home. So it's goodbye to Boomer Book and hello to TikTok or Instagram instead. Facebook's gray shift should change how we talk about the company's effect on society and about uh, social media more generally. This isn't a young person's problem. Yes, teenagers are particularly susceptible to peer pressure and the social contagions of suicide and self-harm, the Facebook files included an internal study on how Instagram makes teenage girls feel about their body. Not good, no. 
while TikTok and YouTube appear to be driving sociogenic illness, what was once called mass hysteria among the same demographic, but social media companies are no longer new and their users are no longer early adopters. Too much focus on impressionably youngsters, on impressionable youngsters, obscures research such as the 2019 study of Facebook that found that people older than 65 were the most likely to share links to sites that regularly published false stories. And there's a reason for it. They are privileged and they are entitled. And they want the world to be a certain way. And here in our hyper-capitalist society, we have developed a whole host of alternative media that is tailored to feed anybody the bullshit they want to hear. My own experience, young people who have never known a world without social media are more attuned to its downsides. They might have lived through a sexting scandal at school or seen a video of bullying passed around by their peers on WhatsApp, and many correctly regard rage tweeting as a risk equivalent to volunteering for landmine clearance. One of Facebook's own researchers found that that older children counsel younger ones not to post content they might regret. The journal quoted the researchers suggesting further studies to understand if this influence over preteen sharing holds its scale. If it is common that teens are discouraging preteens from sharing, there are obvious implications for creation and the ecosystem, both in the near and longer term, as preteens are the next generation coming onto the platform. Facebook is just not built for teenage lives. Mark Zuckerberger. Zuckerberger. Mark Zuckerberg might have created its predecessor site to help horny Harvard students rate the hotness of people in nearby dormitories, but Facebook has now become a way to keep in touch with everyone we have left behind in life, the former flatmates, the ex-colleagues, the couples who have disappeared from parties since they had a baby. Facebook is partly about keeping up with people you used to know. You don't have so many of those people when you're 15. Fuck, I don't like... I was thinking about this earlier, like, uh, I lost all my friends from college. You know, I was in college about 10 years ago. All my friends from, like, we've just drifted away. Even on fucking Facebook. And that's not counting, you know, Miss Mayhem. But you guys, you guys might not know about Molly Mayhem. My uh, old sparkles. My old co-host for the Friday Night Freak Show. There's reason for that fallout. Meritocracy lies exposed. Hard work won't help you get ahead at work. Being liked will... As if we needed a story to exemplify. I should have done this when we were going into the strikes and shit later. Should have put this with the workers' stories. I'm sorry. Bad layout for the show today. Once again, I'm not high enough for this shit. There's an old adage. Not what you know, it's who you know. That's one of the reasons why people that are in college are actually more successful. Not it, it has something to do with the education, but it mainly has to do with the um, connections that you make while you're in college. 
Getting a professor that knows people and can put you in places. We're constantly taught that the recipe for getting ahead is to put our heads down and outwork everyone else, but that's not quite right. Late this summer, UK author Kate Lister had a realization that resonated on Twitter. She wrote, How old were you when you realized your original plan of being really nice, working really hard, and taking on much more than you should and hope you would be automatically rewarded for this without asking was totally shit? I'm lucky I've pretty much known this in my entire life, and I am one of the most obstinate employees you will ever meet. Which is why I don't have a traditional job anymore. Last time I worked at a TV station, I got into a fight with the IT guy. Like he was, he was in the wrong 100%. He, he was, he was in the production booth cussing me out for something I didn't do. Everybody in the production booth told him Justin's right. And like, not only was he cussing me out for something I didn't do, I gave him a solution to the problem. And everyone in the booth was like, Justin's right on that, Justin's right. And this IT guy, who was a Trump supporter, total complete asshole, just kept yelling at me. The general manager of the company was in the hallway, and I didn't know this, and I cussed him the fuck out. And I'm like, this company does not pay me enough to take your fucking bullshit. I could do your job, you could not sit here and do my job, get the fuck out of here. That's what I said to him. I get called into the news director's office like you know, a couple days later or something. I have a letter where they actually have in quotes says he is not paid enough to take this shit. Hold on, I think I can actually find it. <laughs> I think I shared it on my stock account and not real me Facebook that got nuked. A lot of people don't believe me about these stories I tell. No, 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 no. I got receipts. Luckily, I'm banned most of the time on Facebook, so it's not going to take me that long to scroll that far back to find (laughs) the picture. I do share a lot when I am on Facebook, though. But the news director calls me into his office and they've got this this sheet of paper that has my quote, you don't pay me enough to take shit from people or whatever the fuck. We'll, we'll get the quote here in a second. And I looked at the news director and I'm like, I'm glad you put it in writing because you guys do not pay me enough to take shit from people. He was taken aback by that. And he, uh, he ended up saying something about me having anger issues or something. I said, dude, the first day I ever met you, you kicked a chair over. Which was the truth. We were in election coverage and uh, not the production team, but the on-air team fucked it up really, really bad. I mean, really, really bad. I hope, I hope I have this on here. But because the election coverage got incredibly fucked up, he came into the production booth, kicked over a goddamn chair. And also, I was told by people that had worked with him in the past that he has an incredible anger problem. 
Is my internet fucking up? Because Facebook, no. I don't, I don't know. Facebook doesn't want to load pictures beyond like a certain point here. And it's not far enough back for me to get to the picture. God damn it. I fucking hate Facebook. Boomer book. I want to prove I actually said this to him. You can't handle me at my worst. You won't be able to handle me when I'm covered in jelly. I think that's what that said. I, I fucked it up. Concert pictures. Pictures of wings. A lot of memes. Wings and memes. It was something where I was like, holy shit, this isn't the onion. I should be close to it here. Hmm. Old play is Radiohead for moms. Justin, you're going to Louis C.K. Yeah, that didn't age well. Man, if I if I don't still have a copy of that fucking letter, I'm gonna be sad. Cause it's hilarious to me. I went to that concert after that, so I must have lost the letter. It must have been on my other Facebook. Then when I went and did a AV installs not that long ago. A few years back. I, uh, I specifically asked, you know, how soon can I take vacation days? Oh, you can take them as soon as you start. Because I had already scheduled to go to a concert. Well, I tell my boss, like, oh, well, I'm going to take these days off so I can go to a concert. He's like, you just started. Are you sure you want to take those days off? I'm like, yes. Without hesitation. Oh, man. I think I have lost that fucking letter. in the ether never to be found oh well I quit jobs all the time but 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 Andrew Yang has quit the Democratic Party this is Fox News talking about 
Yang's departure. Andrew Yang announced he's leaving the party. Yang sounding off saying, quote, Hashtag walk away. That no no longer being a Democrat is the right thing. A system, our system is stuck. Many of the people I know are doing. It's not the right thing for you and your audience that you want to appeal to, Bitcoin bro. Now I agree with that. The party or another, I feel like I can be even more honest about both the system and the people in it. Here to react, Fox News contributor Leo Terrell, who also left the Democratic Party. Leo, I don't know how well you know or if you've ever met Andrew Yang, but do you understand the sentiment? I understand it, but he's not being honest. Let me tell you right now, he left the Democratic Party, Brian, just like I did. He's not welcome. It's too far left. You never see Andrew Yang with... It's too far left, he says. It's too far left, he says. The Democratic Party, which occupies this space right here. These are the Democrats you see on the far right side of the political spectrum. The Republicans up here in the authoritarian far, far right range. The Democratic Party is too far left, they say. Joe Biden is right fucking here on the political compass test. AOC or the extreme left. He doesn't believe in open borders. He's not being honest. The Democrats don't believe in open borders. You're not being honest. I believe in open borders because like, I actually believe in libertarian principles and freedom, motherfucker. I wish the Democratic Party had that position. I do not understand why any government would be able to limit the free movement of people on the earth. I don't see any borders, do you? I don't see any fucking borders. Do you? I actually believe that. He's not in that progressive wing. He ran for... No, he's not. He was a fucking... What? He was a fucking financial investor. He's always been a right-wing nutjob politician. And he lost. So what he trying to tell you is that the party is too extreme, just like me. He needs to join. He said he's joining the independent. He's going to become an independent, but really, he needs to become a Republican. Look at me, Brian. Look how happy I am now being a, a Trump Republican. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, because they fucking shovel money at you to get on and fucking say they're not fucking racist on Fox News so they can get away with continuing to shovel bullshit at their fucking followers. You're happy to cash those goddamn checks, you piece of shit. Uh, so no one ever gave him anything. I remember when he first burst on the scene, he had a lot of young people, especially with the social media presence, that were saying, who is this guy? And I wonder, why was he a Democrat? Because he's a, he's a self-made guy. Well, I'll tell you, he's been a Democrat for 26 years. But, but he's Brian, a neoliberal. The Democrat is far left. It's not the same party that I belong to. It's the party of George Soros. And what Andrew Young is not being honest about. That is an anti-Semitic trope. Instead of saying the Jews run the world, they're just saying George Soros runs the world where he talks about moving into an independent is that the party left him. It left me last year. That's why I left. But if Andrew Yang really wants to really galvanize this country, tell the truth. He left the Democratic Party because it's too extreme. Real quick, we we have a president that says he's moderate, but when he had a choice of siding with the moderates or the extreme socialist, he went the extreme socialist way. Why? We have a president... 
that is right wing. He is right here on the political compass. He went with the moderates that are getting called progressive, the far left socialists or whatever Kilmeade just said. Oh, I'll tell you why, because he would become irrelevant. Listen, the Democratic Party, Brian, has been hijacked by the extreme left. I wish. Choice. It is taken over by Bernie Sanders, AOC, and the far left. So basically, he's a man on an island. We couldn't win the primary twice, but yet we took over the party. What the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's almost like the policies that the progressives are pushing for are supported by like 60-something percent of the American people. And he has no other alternative. I guess, I guess you're right, uh, but, you know, Joe Manchin had no problem telling everyone with a microphone, I've never been a liberal, I've always been moderate, and that's who I... He's always been a far-right asshole promoting corporate that. agenda. Uh, Leo, thanks so much. <sighs> but hey, maybe, maybe the progressives are indeed running the shots, or calling the shots in the White House. They keep doing things I agree with. Biden becomes the first president to commemorate Indigenous Peoples Day. I'm, I haven't read this yet. I'm assuming it's going to be some sort of. We're recognizing it as in Indigenous Peoples Day, but we're still going to call it Columbus Day or some shit. President Biden on Friday became the first president to issue an official proclamation commemorating Indigenous Peoples Day. The big picture, Biden's proclamation boosts efforts looking to shift the focus of the federal holiday, celebrating Christopher Columbus to the uh, contributions of Native Americans. He made an earlier proclamation for Columbus Day where he acknowledged the painful history of wrongs and atrocities that many European explorers inflicted on tribal nations and indigenous communities. Biden's position differs from that taken by former President Trump, who last year denounced radical activists that have sought to undermine Christopher Columbus's legacy. Also referring to people like Columbus as intrepid heroes. No, he was he was a fucking pirate <laughs> that murdered and pillaged places. Like fucking read a goddamn history book. On Indigenous Peoples Day, our nation celebrates the invaluable contributions and resilience of Indigenous peoples, recognizes their inherent sovereignty, and recognizes their inherent sovereignty. <laughs> and commits to honoring the federal government's trust and treaty obligations to tribal nations. Um, he is, I didn't, I, th- I thought it was going to be covered in this. He is recognizing again to, uh, fuck, I don't even know how to fucking, um, I thought it would be in the story. Are they parks? Yep, this is what happens when I don't read my shit beforehand, which is every day. I like going into the news completely unaware and we read it together. We look up shit when we have to. The national, I don't remember if it's a refuge or a forest, the uh, Bears 
don't even remember what the bear stares. Bears, ah, can't remember what it is. I promise I will follow up on that on Sunday. I, I swear I figured it would be in the story. Axios, you suck at rewarding. Gregor U is live now. <laughs> Let's see what they're saying. God damn, I can't even get to it. Hot it takes. Feeling full. It's a hot take. You can tell them how to cut a corner. So yeah, let's assume that you can tell them. Yeah, like something. Like this is a Prager U podcast or some shit. <laughs> right, 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 right. Oh God, I would go to my six-month-year-olds. <laughs> um, I would probably talk to my future self and see what I could learn from myself. Yeah, but uh, supposedly they were going to be talking about Dave Chappelle, now. who I'm a big fan of, but is incredibly—he's his own worst enemy right now, apparently. I don't particularly want to get into it, though. That's a conversation for another time. I do have fucking, uh, dude that did the dynamite, what Jimmy, whatever the fuck his name is. I've got a clip of him that we might play on the Freak Show later on tonight. He's bitching about, like, the cancel culture coming for Chappelle. I haven't watched the special yet. I'm going to watch it this weekend. I'll let you get I'm going to uh, download it. Uh, arg. Because I, I don't, you know, certain things I don't want to give money to. Since there's some controversy over whether or not it's appropriate, I'm going to, you know, arg. So it doesn't go into Netflix's numbers. California began. There was something that I wanted to watch not that long, and I uh, I asked Sparkles to watch it with me, and she's like, "I don't want to give them money." I was like, "Well, I'll legally download it, and we cannot give them money." Then, oh, it was Elon Musk on Saturday Night Live. She didn't want to watch it on Hulu and give him the credit for it. And I'm like, "All right, arg, I'll go for it." So you don't have to give Elon uh, the credit. I watched it. She didn't. I thought it was going to be a train wreck. It wasn't. It was just fucking boring and awkward. California became the first state to prohibit stealthing. We're removing a condom without permission during intercourse. After Governor Gavin Newsom signed a bill into law on Thursday. Good move, uh, California. I couldn't believe this isn't already a thing. But I got, I mean, it is rape. Absolutely. But I guess you have to actually write it into the law that it's rape in order to get it to be recognized as rape. New measure amends the state civil code, adding the act to the state's civil definition of sexual battery. That makes it clear that victims can sue perpetrators for damages, including punitive damages. It makes it illegal to remove condoms without obtaining verbal consent. Good! Speaking of California, it is the only state right now that is seeing moderate COVID-19 transmission. Holy shit, Newsom just signed a bill requiring free menstrual products in California public schools and colleges. Good on you, Gavin Newsom. And that's the kind of that's the kind of communist policies that the right wingers are fleeing California to avoid. 
providing free menstruation products and making removing a condom during sex rape. Good on you, Gavin Newsom. These seem to be... I can't believe it's 2021 and we're having this discussion. I can't believe these weren't already things. California is the only state with moderate COVID-19 transmission after case rates fall yet again. California continues to boast the lowest coronavirus case rate in the U.S. with the latest data from the CDC showing that the state's transmission level has decreased yet again. Showing that restrictions work. Also, I stumbled across this the other day. I was doing research on the 1918 pandemic. No, 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 no. That's not what I wanted to show. It's this one. In Philadelphia, they didn't have any lockdown measures. St. Louis had a strict lockdown measure. Which one did better? Now, apparently, the effects of the flu went by faster in Philadelphia. Whereas it took longer in St. Louis. But clearly, clearly the death rate skyrocketed in Philadelphia. Those right-wingers still talking about how restrictions don't work. We also have new data out of Texas that shows masks absolutely work. The CDC has re... (coughs) Sorry about that. I don't know what I got choked on there. For those of you listening to the podcast, I didn't hit the bowl or anything. Fuck. I got choked on my, like, my own spit. I guess a right-winger might say I got choked on my bullshit. My eyes are watering. I got pretty eyes. The CDC has reversed its recommendations for the holiday season and admitted an error. Here's the thing is, I didn't see what the CDC's recommendations for the holiday season were before. Apparently, Fauci has come out since then and said, we don't, we don't know yet. So let's, uh, let's hear the story. Our check team getting answers from the CDC, investigating the agency's role when it comes to issuing guidance on holiday gatherings. Our Ryan Smith is back with our investigative producers tonight. And here's like fucking right wingers are like Fauci's trying to cancel your Christmas. It's just a recommendation, you idiots. Nobody's trying to cancel your Christmas. I don't fucking get it. With the holidays just around the corner, the CDC issued guidance last Friday, telling folks how to stay safe. But just today, the agency retracted those guidelines, blaming a technical error. That guidance included things like eating outside, hosting smaller gatherings, and even suggested Americans stay home and celebrate virtually. But after we started asking important questions to the CDC about those guidelines, they admit it was a mistake. The fact check team joining me here tonight in Geneva. It sounded like sound advice to me. Ask them those questions. Yeah, and we saw that guidance on a lot of news outlets' website, but then when we went to the CDC's website, we no, we didn't see it there. So I reached out to them, and they told me, "quote 
The page had a technical update on Friday, but doesn't reflect the CDC's guidance ahead of this upcoming holiday season. The CDC will share additional guidance soon. So as we await the CDC's updated holiday guidance, I spoke with Dr. Anand Parikh. He's the chief medical advisor for the Bipartisan Policy Center. I asked him, will the CDC's guidance be a vaccine promo tool or will it be based off of safety concerns? Now, he says the two go hand in hand because the vaccine is a critical public health tool. Clearly. Overall, the guidance will be based on public health and it will be related to recommendations from scientific experts about the best way to keep Americans safe. That's right. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping here, though. So there were numerous local stations and even a couple major national network newsrooms that when they saw that CDC holiday guidance, Mm -hmm. they essentially took it at face value. Now, there's plenty of blame to go around, but that's what gives us a little bit of a bad reputation. When we started digging into this story, one of the first steps we took was to contact the CDC's public affairs team. Now, that team... Oh my God, they do a whole, like... This segment goes on for almost another five minutes about them talking about how like other news stations just went with the CDC guidance that was on their website that makes perfect fucking sense. It's probably going to be their guidance for this holiday season. That will probably end up being the guidance they issue. Seems right. NBA star Andrew Wiggins on getting vaccinated. I guess you don't own your body. Sir, you you play for the NBA. You don't own your body. Fucking, they own you. Not just the NBA, but like your sponsors. You don't own your own body. Did he say that after he was forced to do, you know, fucking sprints in a practice session? by his employer, Golden State Warriors star Andrew Wiggins said he is still frustrated about getting the COVID-19 vaccine, saying he doesn't own his body anymore. Do we have the do we have the actual clip? The San Francisco Chronicle is wanting me to subscribe, but it also doesn't look like we have a video. San Francisco city government last month issued a new mandate where citizens have to show proof of vaccination to attend large indoor events, prohibiting citizens from showing negative COVID-19 tests. Warriors head coach Steve Kerr shared on Sunday that Wiggins was vaccinated against the novel coronavirus, saying that his team is now 100% fully vaccinated. Steve Kerr, great guy. Also, I was a Bulls fan back in the 90s. Steve Kerr, great three-point shooter. I actually watched sports when I was a kid. I guess to do certain stuff, to work and all that, I guess you don't own your body, Wiggins said. That's what it comes down to. Yes, yes, that's... (laughs) I guess to do certain stuff, to work and all that, you don't own your body. Yeah, you have to fucking sign... Fucking coal miners don't own their fucking bodies. They have to get fucking CPD, black lung and shit. They don't own their body. Oh, they're sold to the company store, motherfucker. Where you been? You want to work in society today? I guess they make the rules of what goes into your body and what you do. Yes. 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 You do not have a right to spread a deadly pathogen. 
Wiggins also shared his experiences with taking medicine, stating an allergic reaction to Tylenol led him to be prescribed an EpiPen and recounted others who have had bad reactions and injuries from being vaccinated, according to the Chronicle. It is incredibly rare, so the the idea that he has known people to... When he's talking about having a bad reaction, he's talking about, you know, the symptoms I showed the day after getting vaccinated, right? Cold chills and shit. I don't know what it's going to do to my body. There's a lot of stuff. I feel like I could go on for days about why I didn't want to get it. Most importantly, I did. I don't know what's going to happen or what it's going to do to my body in 10, 15, 20 years. Nothing, Wiggins. Nothing. Nothing. It's going to do nothing to your body in 10, 15 years. That's not how vaccines work. If there is an adverse reaction to vaccines, they almost always, you never you never make a blanket statement in science, almost, almost always, like 99.999 something percent of the fucking time express themselves within a couple of weeks. So nothing, nothing is going to happen to you other than you might still be alive and not die of COVID. That's what's going to happen to you, you stupid fuck. To a different sport, to the hockey. An anti-vaxxer Edmonton Oiler got COVID and now his hockey career might be over. Hey, Wiggins, you know what's going to happen to you in 10 years? You're probably still going to be playing for the NBA. Because you didn't die of COVID. Or get COVID and have long-haul symptoms to where you can't fucking play anymore. Catching up to us. Brazil catching up to the United States. Bolsonaro, Dave Rubin said. Bolsonaro. Joss Archibald is a forward with the Edmonton Oilers NHL hockey team. He refused to get vaccinated and had gone public on social media with COVID denial theories. Now, following a diagnosis of a heart condition said to be an after effect of someone who has contracted COVID, his playing days might be over. Dude, I wish you the best. I hope you recover and you can play the hockey again. I know nothing about hockey. According to protocols for unvaccinated players, Archibald was in a 14-day quarantine after traveling from the United States when he started feeling unwell. Archibald, 28, went for a battery medical test and doctors discovered he had COVID antibodies and myocarditis. It is suspected that Archibald had come down with COVID during the summer and myocarditis is a known after-effect of the virus. Something like 70 million people have still yet to receive the vaccine. We, like, this was the thing that I was warning about, producer Dave as well, that, like, we were going to get up there to almost the threshold of reaching herd immunity, and we weren't going to be able to top out. We just need, like, another 2-3% of the population to get vaccinated. They ain't going to do it. Ain't going to do it, even though... These numbers should stun anyone. More than 140,000 U.S. children lost a caregiver. I'll let the local news hit. Break it down. 
New numbers from the CDC paint a sobering picture. An estimated one in every 500 kids has lost a mother, father or grandparent because of COVID-19. ABC 7 News race and culture reporter Julian Glover joins us. Now I wonder what the Venn diagram of anti-vaxxers and pro-lifers looks like. It's not a complete circle, but I'd say it's goddamn close. Pro-life my ass with this story and Julian not surprisingly black and brown children have been hit the hardest as always hi Amma. it is such an unfortunate re reality for these black and brown families we know that they were disproportionately affected by the virus early on in the pandemic and also that they were more reluctant to take up the vaccine and now we're learning that the children in these communities the impacts could last a lifetime Sobering new numbers out from the CDC Thursday, revealing 140,000 kids in the U.S. lost a month. Yeah, that's crazy, man. That took care of them due to also get up with me. I, I can help you with some mixing. Lost a primary or secondary caregiver is the high. I have been trying for a while now to find somebody just to, like I'm willing to do it for free, honestly, just so I can get some examples. Like I fucking my advanced audio production professor in college is a multi-time Grammy award-winning engineer. I'm incredibly good at audio production, but I've never like dabbled in music. My only experience mixing songs was in that audio production class. We only mixed like two, maybe. We did, you know, Foley and ADR shit like that. And advanced uh, editing techniques, shit, like, fucking, like, that was, and I love that about, uh, I have a lot of qualms with my college, but they at least let me, I got to, because of my experience, I got to skip, I didn't have to take, like, basic audio production was required for my degree. I got the department to let me substitute advanced audio production. And there was like a, a like basic video production was part of my degree. I got them to let me substitute the you know elective advanced TV production because I didn't want to. Here's my thing: when I was in college, is like there were there were way too many classes I wanted to take. I stayed an extra year, and I still could have took far more classes than what. And that was one of the things about going back to college later on in life. So I was 27, 28 when I went back to college. I was, I was there to learn. I fucking loved it. I was up front in every class with my coffee, highly engaged. And I was in the philosophy department and I was in the broadcasting department. And, uh, I, I had, I had a blast, but I took a lot of the, I took a lot of the advanced classes in place of the basic classes, because I'm like, I will be fucking bored in there. So I appreciate my college for letting me do that. I'm sorry, I get off track. I'm sorry, you got four ads. I don't know what caused that. Did you still, like, I always get ads now that I'm not uh, sub to Echoplex anymore. And I do, I, I, you know, I go back and forth between being subbed. I always give my support to Echoplex. I support all, like, 
I try to sub to at least like two streamers every month. It rotates who I'm sub to. I'm not sub to Echoplex right now. And every time like I'll switch to mod view, I get hit with ads. I'm like, well, that's weird, but I'll sit here and watch them because or at least, you know, watch them without any sound on and do something else. <laughs> oh, I was, I was even talking to you because I was I was talking about my audio production class and shit. I don't, it actually, right before I went on, Twitch asked me to do something, turn on something about ads, so maybe I did something. I said something about an ads panel on my creator dashboard, and I was like, what the fuck is this? Because, like, you guys know, I don't fucking know anything about Twitch. It takes me forever to find the setting I need to change anytime I'm, like, I'm going in to do something. Finding that emotes thing to fucking put the emotes up. I didn't think they hit you with just random ads. I thought like you had to come back into the room or something. Or I had to, I had to like start them manually. Cause I can, I can hit, I can hit you guys with ads right now if I want to. I mean, I don't. I, uh, I play ads to fuck off. You know, I want some of Twitch's money. It's never going to be that much, but I always play a three minute ad break during my countdown to the show. But like most of the people that are here for the countdown, they're subbed to the channel anyway, so they're not seeing the ads. It is like I made uh, like three cents from ads last month. I might be wrong. It might have been like 13 cents or something like that. It is It is not anything worth a shit. It, now, subs actually does help me. And I go back and forth, you know, about like, I don't want any ads on my show, but I also like, if I can get money from YouTube and Twitch and get it from the fucking evil empire, I feel that's, you know, a good thing, I guess, but I want to try to do it in a way that maximizes people's enjoyment of my content. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the cut is. I don't pay attention. I can tell you, you guys are like buying me lunch every month at, at this point in time right now. And I appreciate that. That's cool. I'll get a free lunch every month or free dinner or whatever. That's about, that's about the money I make off of Twitch. Which which isn't which is cool. I I appreciate you guys. Yeah, we got we got really off track. Also, I uh I was just talking about how uh I always try to rotate uh Twitch streamers and I'm usually I'm subscribed to somebody that I really like USA Hole or $27 Proudly Radical I try to rotate uh, I was sub to you know SJW there for a while I do SJW 9000 I haven't seen him on in a while like we used to rate him I hope he's doing well I I was you know subscribing to Riverboat Jack, but Riverboat Jack's doing well. Like I try to I try to go to some of the smaller channels now. 
poly people starting to take off. I love that. I was subscribed to poly people for a couple months. I try to spread the love around. Try to support my friends. Um, if you got if you got a cool t-shirt up on your site, I'll totally buy one of your t-shirts. I've got several of my friends' band's t-shirts. I try to get their, you know, digital albums when they release them. Hell, I'll even, uh, if I've got Spotify up and I'm doing something else, I'll go to like a friend's band and just put it on and let it play. Get those, get those numbers up. Give you some, some support monetarily. Also, I'll do it to just, like, if you follow me on Spotify and you see me listening to the Troll Patrol, that's what it is. I'm not actually listening to the Troll Patrol. I'm, you know, just letting it play to get my numbers and, and revenue up. It's not so much that I, you know, want to boost my numbers like that. It's like I need just a little boost in order to get more more eyes on it. Make me a rich man. I don't care about being a rich man. If, if I can afford to, you know... I want to be able to order from the grocery store and not care about, you know, what, what you know, how much I spend. You know, if it's two hundred dollars, like, oh, okay, cool. I do spend two hundred dollars at the grocery store quite often. If I can buy my video games and pay my bills, I'm happy. I am not. I am not motivated by money. When I first went and met with the advisor at my college. She was she was in the she was in the broadcasting department, but she was marketing. First thing she said to me was, "How much money do you want to make?" And like my head, look, money. I was in this for the money. I would have been a lawyer. And honestly, if I had life to do over again, I would have been a lawyer. I really would, because I I could have done all the broadcasting I wanted, but I also could have I could have done a lot of other things as a lawyer, defend people that deserve, like, if you've ever seen Where the Buffalo Roam, the Hunter S. Thompson movie with Bill Murray as Hunter S. Thompson, uh, the scene where he's in the courtroom and he's pouring himself a Bloody Mary and he's, like, describing his lawyer, Laszlo, played by Peter Boyle. Mm, fantastic job. He's like, he lives, lives to fuck with the cops. And like that, that is, I wish I had done that with my life. Been a lawyer that lives to fuck with the cops and done a stream and YouTube and all that shit and still done broadcasting. I didn't have to go to school for broadcasting. I had all the, all the skills naturally and from experience, you know, being in radio for years, but like. And I still even though I like who knows I may end up with my JD eventually. If I want if I wanted to be a doctorate, the easiest way to do it is to just go to law school because I don't have to go get my masters. And and that's that's another thing is like I've I have contemplated going back to school multiple times to get a master's degree or a JD. Just because I want to go to college again because I had such a good time the first time. Second time. The second time I went. The first time I graduated from college. That I would love to go back to college again now where I'm an independent contractor for video shit and I wouldn't have to worry as much about money. Because I had some lean days in college. I had some things I couldn't do. 
Drugs I couldn't do because drugs are expensive. Um, well, for, for the shit, I, I definitely have an easier time getting consideration for jobs with a degree. That is undeniable. And that I like, which also last time I was looking for a job in the broadcasting sector was like 2007 to 2009, you know, right as the financial sector was crashing and everybody was laying people off. So I had a, I couldn't even get fucking callbacks. I interviewed at one station and I wanted, (laughs) I wanted to change my name and not go by my real name. Justin Mullins. I get accused of uh, hiding that though. It's all over my YouTube channel. I do not hide my name at all. I don't know why right-wingers say that. But instead of going by Justin Mullins on the air, I wanted to go by uh, Justin Zane. I thought that was... Because it was a rock station. They played like a mix of classic rock and also like like Tool and shit. So like, I, Justin Zane. I thought that was so cool. And he's like, oh yeah, we had a guy named Justin Hill. And I'm like, God damn it, I wish I'd thought of that one. That one's way better. But I, I don't think that guy liked me, and I think I think he felt intimidated by me, and that's and that's a lot of times when I interview at radio stations or TV stations, they are intimidated by me, and I. The right winger I interviewed to be the producer of his show and his co-host, he wanted a a liberal that he could argue with. Holy fuck. Until he realized that I was going to make him look stupid all the time. We were going to be fucking partners. He wanted a Alan Combs type that he could bash all the fucking time. And it was clear to him that that wasn't going to be me. When I came in for the interview, he said something about me being late. Because I I was just supposed to come in sometime during his show. And I came in like during the last half hour of his show. He'd been on since like 5 in the morning. I came in at like 9.30 or some shit. And like when they go to break, he takes off the headphones. There's several people in the studio and he's like, ah, you're late. And I'm like, you're not paying me yet, motherfucker. Do you, do you want talent or not? And I sip my fucking coffee and everybody's like, ah, hire this guy. And it, it pissed him off. Well, I mean, like, I spent years on terrestrial outlets, so I know how to censor myself. It would be harder now that I've spent this much time just talking freely and, you know, dropping fucks and cunts and blah, blah, blah. It would be hard to go back now, but at the time, I absolutely, you know, it's in my DNA. What up, Tones? Oh, I love, I love that emote. I have never, I have not seen that one. Whose channel is that from? Fuck. Fuck you. God damn it. I like production better, but I, like, 
the reason why I'm so good on the air is because I'm good at production. Really? An ethics. That is, I like that. I'll, I will definitely check them out. Dr. Winwin. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm debating, should I play this video? Because it looks like it has nothing to fucking do with the story where I was talking about hospitals preparing for the next surge. Win and win. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, f- I feel sorry for him that he's got that, um, what, it was like a heart condition? AFib? I don't know what, I don't, I don't know exactly what that is. Yes, Adam, that was one of the things. And that's I am forever grateful for the program director at the radio station when I started. We still had fucking quarter-inch tape and, and reels and shit. We had carts. We had a cart machine. They hadn't, like, I, I started in 2001 at this radio station in eastern Kentucky I think they converted to computers in 1998 or 1999, something like they had only been uh, an automated system for a couple of years. And the program directors old school came up through the seventies. He was still convinced that like everything could fucking get wiped out. We still had to have all of the physical media ready to go at a moment's notice. So we, we had turntables. There was two turntables next to the board in the studio, there was a cart machine up on the on the wall, and there was the 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 reel. One of the things that he had me do to train me, put me through fucking boot camp, was that he had me take a lot of our physical media and convert it to digital media. Taught me how to cut and splice reel. Taught me how to drop fucking carts. Holy shit! You would still get reels. Now we were we were getting CDs of shit. Like I never had to I never had to dub any reels that actually mattered that we were actually using for like anything at the time. We were we were getting CDs of everything and shit like that at, at that time. For those of you who don't know, like fucking radio stations, like if there's a Casey Kasem's top forty. It, probably not now because it's a, a fucking file that can be transferred over the internet. But like, you would have to sit there and dub all that shit in. So if you've got a, I don't know how, how long Casey's Top 40 is, probably like a four hour, five hour show. It wasn't one of the shows we had. We had like American Country Countdown or something. Um, shows like that actually had to be physically dubbed in. So I would have like a package of 10 CDs and I would have to go and take it in there, you know, make the file, whatever the file name was so that the, you know, the traffic department picked it up and I would have to put the CD on and let it play. It was cool. Like you could just let it keep going. Cause you could, you could go back and trim the end of it, but you would have to dub everything in by hand. So like, uh, it was my responsibility to do it on like a Saturday, you know, I'm there for, for a 10 hour shift throughout the day and I would have to dub all those CDs in. So I'd have to start when I first got there and put it on and then go switch out the CD every 45 minutes or so. I want a fucking Tascam. 
that's one of my my very next purchases. I don't exactly need it for anything I'm doing here in the studio, but I want it to be able to go out and do uh, field mixing for movies and shit. I want a goddamn task. You guys are getting me off topic. We've still got a shit ton of news to, to cover, and I got another show to prepare for, because don't forget, the Friday Night Freak Show comes on tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, 7 Pacific. And uh, I I don't I don't know what's gonna go on. I'm gonna I guess I'll eat here because Sparkles is with her like uh, her new man or some shit. They're probably doing dinner and she's leaving me out of the the dinner. So I'll probably have to I have to like go make leftovers or something because I'm I'm starting to get a little hungry. But we've got a lot of shit to talk about still. Hopefully the schedule is fixed. I've got my internet service provider to acknowledge it is their issue. It is nothing having to do with me. They I've talked to somebody in the in the like the server center, wherever the data center is that's sending out our, our internet signal. They have acknowledged they can see my problem. They don't know how to fix it, I guess, but they have acknowledged that they see it and it's and that it's on their end. Because I had Sparkles run, every time my internet went down, I would have her run a speed test, and it happened to her too. So, hopefully, that shit is fixed. There will be no more problems, and I will be on, as per usual, Sunday through Thursday... 8 p.m. Eastern, Troll Patrol Live. And that we we have no more of these issues. I might not be here on Monday. Monday is Modest Mouse. I still haven't decided if I'm going to go yet. Finally listened to the new album. It's really good. I just... uh, Do I put on the N95 mask and, and, and go on down there and just fucking... Because I quite possibly had COVID myself a month, month and a half ago. I'm also Team Moderna over here, so I have the the best antibodies. If I had COVID like a month ago, I'm like a fucking super immune right now at this moment in time. Uh, well, I mean, I didn't get to do a troll patrol last night because I did a troll patrol after you went off the other night. I had to wake up early to let the internet people in. My ISP people come in. So after they left at like fucking five o'clock, I had to take a nap. I was I was out of it. So I wanted to get a show in and do the actual news because there's so much to talk about. I wanted to get a show in before the freak show. So I'm going to try to barrel through the news here in like the next 45 minutes. So then Sparkles and I can get something to eat. We can come back on and get freaky. Okay, hospitals are bracing for the next surge. The United States reached its latest heartbreaking pandemic milestone on Friday. This would have been last Friday, I do believe, eclipsing 700,000 deaths for the COVID-19. Just as the surge from the Delta variant is starting to slow down and give overwhelmed hospitals some relief. Despite the rising death toll, uh, there are signs of improvement. Nationwide, the numbers of people now in the hospital with COVID-19 has fallen to somewhere around 75,000 from over 93,000 in early September. Gay Lafayette, the dude from um, 
True Blood, I really liked him. He was the best part about that show. I really liked the first season of that show. Like when it was like vampire rights and civil rights and everything, but then it became like a drama about, you know, well, I don't even remember what the what the what the lead vampire's name was, like George or some shit and okay. Ooh, I can't wait to see the new emotes. Hey, Dave, I got Betty to shout me out on her multiple times. DFK shouted me out on Betty's channel. Oh. Oh, you know, I never knew what the L stood for. You're you're springing that on me. And I, I, I listened to the Robert Evans podcast about that. Surely he said that at some point in time. Like the three part, it might be four parts now. Like he, he kept fucking going. Well, like it is, it it is not registered that his name was Lafayette Ron Hubbard. Apparently, the Tool song "Eulogy," which everybody thinks is about Jesus, is really about L. Ron Hubbard. I was not aware of that. Oh, shit. Oh, it won't. Okay, okay, okay. That's my, uh... That's my buddy trying to video chat me because he's used to this being, like, not my showtime. And he wants to smoke some pot with me. What's going on? That, that sounds about right. Well, I, I tried to answer on the computer and be like, Caller, you're on the Troll Patrol. What's going on? And really fuck with you. Uh, all right. Well, I'll jump off. Oh, hell yeah. Come join us. <laughs> it's Freeform Friday here. Fuck, let's skip all the COVID shit. I... Damn, I got fucking police stories there. Oh, I don't want to have to. Uh, heavy shit. We shouldn't do heavy shit. Yeah, I'll I'll save the heavy shit for Sunday. When I was on Winch's stream the other, she had Facebook open and it was popping, and I kept thought I kept thinking it was my Facebook, and I'm like, I have that shit turned off. The only thing I have on is the call notification, so I hear my buddy calling me. Which honest, honestly, uh, he and I are gonna have to go over to Discord because you know Facebook is wonky. I'm gonna have to get him to keep the Discord open at all times. Yeah, if I skip all the heavy stuff, that just puts us, like, right at the end of the show. All I've got is heavy stuff. Okay, let's do that. Let's let's watch this video of a cop almost getting hit. This is crazy. You're going to see a cop come over from the left of your screen here. 
Well, I usually don't have Facebook open during the show, but I actually um, weren't to ring like that, but I had went back and tried to find a story that I had saved earlier, and I just left it open. This is wild, though. He didn't even try to save her. We, he did, he, like, he kind of pushes her a little bit. Or alerts her to watch out. Maybe, no, he really didn't. And he's kind of, uh... It's kind of like it, it was... <laughs> It was a little feminine. Like he just saw a snake and he was running like, ooh. <laughs> I love the list of good cops, Adam. Thank you for, for putting that command. Battle Opossum. That's the, the commands I was talking about. Somebody hit the bang rips. Battle Opossum is smoking some pot right now. Hit the bang rips for him. Don't make me have to do that shit. Boom! Toke him if you got him, motherfuckers. And oh yeah, yeah, we can get something a little stronger for Adam. Motherfucker, my bowl's out. Let's watch Billie Eilish at her concert the other day. I might pull some shit that I had, like, uh, for the freak show here. Exclamation point rips or exclamation point cat ass. Shit like that. Do I have you as a moderator on here, sir? Let me go. Let me go give you, uh, sheriff's privileges if I don't. Let's see, do we have it? Yeah, yeah, here we go. This is the bad guy, Billy Eilish. Oh, is it not cat ass? Is that not the command? I'm sorry, I told you wrong. Cat's ass. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. I'm sorry, I pulled up Twitch here and I'm seeing a, a fairy play the violin and it's it's. I'm sure you have thousands of people watching you right now Socrates ah yes 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 Boom, we got a new sheriff in the chat. You know, everybody used to say that to me, and I didn't watch Bill and Ted until just a couple of years ago. Separate from, like, the new one coming out. Like, this was, like, 2017 or something. 
Um, Sparkles and I did a double feature and we watched Bill and Ted 1 and 2. Watching them back to back was wild. Because the, the first one is a normal movie. The second one, somebody was on acid when they wrote that shit. That shit is weird. His name was actually Socks. That's, I, I don't think you can... I don't think it's right to rename a cat if it's already, you know, had a name, right? So well, my cats are rescues. They were already named Socks and Smokey. But that's unoriginal for somebody like me who's completely original. So they, they became Socrates and Smokey Bong. But I mean, I still call them Socks and Smokey. Maynard was named uh, Maynard. That was his name, just Maynard. Named after the, the lead singer of Tool, Perfect Circle, Puzzler. I started calling him Maynard James Kitten. This is funny. Billie Eilish was doing a concert in Texas, and apparently she mouthed off a little bit. Let's hear what she has to say. That... When they made that shit a law, I almost didn't want to do this show. So, because I wanted to punish this fucking place for allowing that to happen here. But then... I love it. See, that? that's the way you do it, Tones. That's perfect. Was named Cyrus, but becomes Osiris. See, perfect. But, like, they know their names and everything. I feel like it would be wrong, like they've been called something their entire lives. And then to just pop up and start calling them something else. Uh, you know what? Like, fucking, let's, let's make fun of some dumb fucks before we get out of here. I'm going to pull something that was on the Freak Show list, and we're going we're gonna to watch Goat Boy. Or at least uh, Steven Crowder talk about Goat Boy and how he's a... Warrior for free speech. I hate myself. I'm not subscribing to Louder with Crowder. I want to thank all you for... Uh, we'll listen to Brewer's stand-up set first here. here. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Wait, you're going indoors? <laughs> They're going indoors to a comedy event. And people are on top of each other. The numbers... This is very dangerous. Are you going <laughs> to... Please tell me you're going to quarantine before Memorial Day weekend, Charlie. <laughs> you can tell he's been vaccinated. They walk in with a lot of confidence. Oh, I've been vaccinated. <laughs> I'm afraid of COVID no more. Actually, I would think those of us that have been vaccinated are the ones that uh, still wear masks and shit. I'm gonna lick some metal. <laughs> seems like it. It seems like he's a chud. <laughs> oh my god. This whole thing is crazy. It really is crazy. It's like Simon says every day. Can you imagine like a comedian being like, oh, they stopped polio, but I'm not going to get the vaccine. All oh, those people that aren't in iron lungs walking around so confident. Ah, what the fuck, dude? Well, that's exactly the audience he's going for. And there's, they're like fucking, it's just like Kevin Sorbo. Washed up and they saw an opportunity. That's all it is. 
Simon says, put your mask on when you walk in a restaurant. And, you know, and, like, I watched his documentary about, like, how he took his dad out. Uh, and this was, what, early, early 20 aughts? Maybe 2014, 2015? Uh, that was an awesome documentary about, like, like, his dad was on his deathbed or he's taking care of his dad or some shit. And he took him out on the road and they did this, you know, cross-country tour. And he got to spend time with his dad. It looked, like, really heartfelt. Like, oh, good guy Jim Brewer. And then we get this fucking bullshit. I wonder if his dad is dead now. If not, like, isn't he worried about his dad dying of COVID? Simon says, sit down, take it off. <laughs> Every other week, you know, we have no rules and regulations. But that's, that's not true. And from here on end, we will decide who's essential. Uh, it kind of sounds like he's doing a Nazi we'll voice. Who will be having barbecues? <laughs> and who can eat a muffin for your safety? I'll give you a muffin to eat. <laughs> oh my god! Come eat this muffin, Jim Brewer. I'm away and not pay attention. I went to a park today. I saw the most... I, I, I don't know how to word this. I... It was just something I didn't expect. Bless you. Against the wall. We're vaccinated. Oh my god. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like, and that's that's sad too. You can't sneeze. You can't. You can't (coughs) without going. I I got something in my throat. The smoker's cough, not a COVID cough. Allergies! Kill the beast! Kill the beast! Have you been vaccinated? I am Kill the beast! Kill the beast! How dare you not walk along the narrative? One by one, they all fall. Keep your mask above your nose, please. <laughs> He's saying in a room where none of that shit is true. Where they're all sitting maskless. Vaccinations weren't required. But apparently the Nazis are forcing everybody to cancel their barbecues. <laughs> Sorry, guy. I went to a park today. No, it just it cuts off. Let's watch Steven Crowder talk about it. Uh, well-respected comedian yeah. friend yeah. for a long time. Wait, 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 wait. Since when is Jim Brewer a well-respected comedian? Is that a thing? Somebody left me out of the loop on that one. I didn't know that he was a well-respected comedian. 
uh, and of course now is persona non grata. And remember, just like Norm, a year and a half ago. No, I think he was persona non grata fucking five years ago. I'm probably one of the only people that watched that goddamn documentary about him taking his fucking dad across the country. He was a washed up has-been, and now, now he has found some marks that he can take advantage of and rip, rip off money for his stupid content about vaccinations that wasn't goddamn funny. They did the same thing with Norman. What was the attack? Norm MacDonald still doing comedy? Ha 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 ha. And it was so... All I heard was reverence for Norm MacDonald, even from the left. Everybody on the left was like, he's the nicest conservative I've ever met. I heard nothing but good things about Norm MacDonald. However, I will tell you that when I first started following Norm MacDonald on Twitter, like in 2013, 2014, whenever the fuck it was, I'm like, God damn, this is going to be great. Norm MacDonald is made for Twitter. Do you know what he used to do all the time on Twitter was live tweet golf. Never jokes. He would live tweet golf. I quit following Norm MacDonald. <laughs> And at first, I thought it was kind of like a bit he was doing to live-tweet golf. No, he just was a golf enthusiast, and he was tweeting about golf every goddamn day, it seemed. Because, of course, Norm is one of the most respected comedians. We all know this. We all know that Norm is fantastic. You may disagree. You may not like his humor, but like I said, there's objectively funny, right. objectively unfunny, and then there's subjective in the middle. Objectively funny, you're Richard Pryor's, you're George Carlin's, you're Norm MacDonald's, you're Jim Brewer's, who Norm MacDonald yeah. respected immensely, by the way. Yeah. About maybe up until two years ago, you wouldn't find a comedian who didn't respect Jim Brewer. No. He was one of the pure stand-ups who really wasn't that interested in doing... I don't know what he's talking about. I don't, I don't remember this reverence for Jim Brewer all through the circles of comedians. And guess, guess what? Hey, Steven Crowder, I'm actually a comedian. You're not. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, maybe... Did you fail at it? Did you did you try to be a comedian and suck? I don't I don't remember your background. Doing SNL wasn't interested. He would tell you in doing films. He yeah. did stand up. He was the stand ups stand up, and funny. Well, he did yeah he did SNL after he did Uptown uh, Comedy Club whatever that was that short lived sketch show. Yeah, but yeah he's known as for being a stand up. He's done one movie. I I think he's known for. He hasn't touched drugs in decades because this is why no. half baked. Christian now. Yes. Well, he's his wife was a born again Christian for a long time, and so is yeah. I do not remember Jim Brewer being remembered as like the Mount Rushmore of fucking comedians. He's like, just don't be filthy, but I don't care. Like he's all about comedy. Yeah, that was but, always me too. I would say like, look, just don't make it so blue that then it's right. tough for me to go out and yeah, you know, clean it up. But yeah. I did Motor City Casino. I, my response to you, Stephen Crowder, is that you are not going to infringe on my speech. Sounds like cancel culture shit. If you're going to be a snowflake, don't come to my goddamn show. Talk about working blue. Fuck off. Music theater and a couple Detroit dates, and he's uh, he's phenomenal. He's one of the best storytellers out there. And yes, up in, and you start seeing these like terrible open mic comics or feature acts that are like, screw this guy. Oh, he, and they're just attacking him. It's like if you got a phone call right now to open for him, <laughs> he would be yes. going 30 over to get to the theater. Right. So here's a video actually. No, no, I absolutely would not because I would not go work a room where people are not wearing masks and unvaccinated. Absolutely not. Fuck. I am scared to death of going to a place where there is vaccinations and people wearing masks. 
Now Jim Brewer's under hot water. Which is nowhere here because, like, both of those things are not required anywhere. We have laws against requiring them. Making the rounds. Uh, let's just show a quick clip from Tucker last night. My fans were really upset. They said, you know, I'm not comfortable with getting a COVID shot. And, and now they're saying I can't come see you perform unless I do that. And I looked into it, and that's the last thing... You should be doing. He looks high, but he's is not. going. Hey, right. you want to come? See you want to come see this? That's the, whole thing. They're like feeding the seal the fish. Hey, you want to? Yeah. You want to come see a concert? Ooh, ooh, ooh. There's a new narrative. Thank you, goat boy. And the new narrative is the unvaccinated are the beast. Kill the beast. And when oh, this is the same. Oh, he was just he was doing material on Tucker because we watched his clip what a week ago or something. Yeah, and uh, and that's a really good point. Yeah, vilifying yeah. Uh, at least a quarter depending on which numbers you use or believe, of the nation who don't want to be forcibly vaccinated. Not even, yeah. by the way, that quarter of people are not saying the vaccine doesn't work. Right. What they're saying is, well, you told us, and Howard Stern still says, it's a cure. Right. Now you're saying it prevents hospitalization. Now you're saying we may need a booster shot. And right. I don't, nobody ever said it was a cure. People can say, I still think it works right now, but I don't know the long-term effects, and that's a risk-reward. Well, and those people are stupid. important here to keep sight of is, look, I think it was, uh, I don't remember who said this, but it might have been, Norm Macdonald, who said that a lot of comedians want to be rock stars. Uh, there's a lot of similarities when you look at what they're doing to Eric Clapton. Look, <laughs> no, 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 no. A lot of comedians want to kill themselves. I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and say that right now. A lot of comedians have like suicidal ideation and shit. Not that they want to be rock stars at all. They are fucking fragile little. I, I don't want to mock. I don't want to mock mental illness. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Very, comedians tend to be incredibly insecure. Incredibly insecure. And I say this from a place of knowledge. And from somebody who, when he got into comedy, was incredibly insecure. I I do not look back on my 20s with fondness. Like, I do not like that guy. And insecurity was the reason why. Think about how they used to have rock against Bush, right? Yeah. No effects, which is the easiest thing in the world to rock against <laughs> yeah. a Republican. And you have Rage Against the Machine wearing <laughs> the shirt of a socialist dictator who yeah. was not a revolutionary, Che Guevara. He hated black people, hated gay people, executed people without trial, and was found in Bolivia holding his rifle, cowering, which had never been fired, saying, I'm worth more to you alive than dead. Yeah, that's the rebel without a cause, except he has a cause. It's called being a pussy. Always so you, been the machine. You man. put him on your shirt. And now, though, they're furious with Eric Clapton. They're furious with any rock star or comedian who says, you know what? I don't want to do the bidding of the government and force you to get vaccinated. Look, this is not someone taking a stand forcing you to do anything. Yeah. This is a comedian. And now you have rock stars who are simply fighting for your right to ooh, 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 what? choice. Remember that word? No. They're going to say party. Rock right? stars, yeah. including Eric Clapton, were always against the government. That's yeah. what You don't have a choice in the matter when it comes to spreading a deadly pathogen. Like, you dumb fucks pushing this shit, you are making it worse on all of us. From death to the economy. I'm not going to go out there like, fucking like, I'm not going on the road performing comedy. Like, hey, like, more power to some of my friends that are touring right now. And, like, Steve Hofstetter, who's on the, on the road right now. I... I wouldn't do it. I just, I, I, 
And I would feel incredibly bad if, which I mean, I'm not headlining anywhere. No one's going to come out to see me specifically. But I would feel bad if somebody, if a outbreak happened as a result of some place that I was performing. Holy fuck. That would weigh heavily on me. What they were they supposed to supposedly, always, yeah. But now it's transparent. Well, I've always it's really they're against one party. And so people say, yeah. Republican, Democrat. No, 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 look. They set that up. So you only have one way to vote. And believe me, I am not I do not want Republicans to take our votes for granted. But when you look at everyone, including the people who rage against the machine, who then campaign for the machine, yeah. is there anything more machine than a politician who's been in office for Fifty years who hasn't hasn't <laughs> held private office. He's been suckling at the government teat, meaning your teat, for fifty years, and can barely walk out to the podium without shitting his pants, without swamp monsters telling him what to say and where to go. And he admits it. They're telling me to say this. They're telling me to go there. And you are raging against the machine by supporting and campaigning for him while trying to squelch independent voices like Jim Brewer, who just wants to do comedy. I mean, I keep showing the fucking chart. When we're looking on the authoritarian scale here, I voted for Biden, who is way further down here, as opposed to Trump, who is way up here on the authoritarian scale. So why would I vote for Republicans? Yeah, well, and he also made a really good point that I think is getting overlooked. Some people are bringing it up, but he's like, hey, I had COVID already. Right. So yeah. I don't I don't need necessarily this was him saying this, right? So I'm not a medical doctor saying this. He's like I don't I just don't need to go get the shot. He's saying that no you, you is, do. no kind of credit is being given to people that have the antibodies. Right. So and that should that should be talked about. That should be studied. People have caught it two, three times now. You motherfuckers. Yes, after you just had I even mentioned it earlier. If I had it last month and right now I am like the most uh, protected from it, but that wanes. And the natural antibodies wane the fastest. ...to make sure, like, hey, maybe maybe that's better. That's what Dr. Fauci was saying. He's like, hey, it actually looks pretty good. I we'll see how long it lasts. And maybe that's but why there's no incentive to create accurate antibody tests. Right. Well, but if you have True. the vaccine, why are you afraid of getting the illness if it works? Exactly. That's I don't question. understand. There's it's no... Really re that's why... Because it was still, still... Fucking shit to live through. I felt like holy hell that day or two. And then it took like a week to recover from everything. My nose was still swollen. And you want to talk about long-term effects? We don't know what the long-term effects of having COVID are. And they look horrendous for like the 30% of people that are suffering from long COVID. And we're in a country that doesn't, a lot of people don't have health insurance. I personally don't have health insurance. Every goddamn tech that has came from my ISP has not had a mask on when they came to my fucking door. And it has upset me. Because are you going to pay my goddamn medical bills if one of you gives me the goddamn COVID and I have to go to the hospital? Things an oxymoron. It's yeah. look, this is right now, it's not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. It's a pandemic of people who don't like that they've made decisions with incomplete information. People who got the vaccine early on, you got it because you were told. We've been through it in this show. You can hit all of the links in the description here at LouderworthCredit.com. No. You were told that you don't need to worry about the virus once you're vaccinated. They changed No, no, no one told me that. And that is not the reason I got vaccinated. You are a stupid fuck.
Steven Crowder. The definition of what that protection was. So you were told, then you found out it was leaky, but they said, well, less chance of hospitalization. Now they're saying maybe a booster, and they're conflicted about that. They use this word leaky like they know what it means. Okay, Joe actually said uh, there's no. not necessarily any need for it yet. We'll see. CDC is the one that's saying, yeah, we think we should do a booster. And then I think the FDA. I want, a, I want a definition of leaky vaccines. I didn't see just a medical definition here. Defective or leaky vaccines may lead to even more powerful viruses, according to a study on poultry that raised... This has nothing to do with COVID. This is from, like, fucking years ago. When a vaccine works as intended, such as for smallpox, polio, and measles, it protects those vaccinated and prevents the transmission of the virus... But the study published by in PLOS Biology reported that imperfect vaccines shield poultry, but also allowed the virus to survive in an even more pernicious form. The vaccines are not causing the Delta variant. Is that is that what he is trying to get at? That this is a leaky vaccine that's encouraging the Delta variant? Because I have not seen anyone say that this is a leaky vaccine. Other than right-wingers that don't know what they're talking about. I've not, I've not seen any medical experts say that. FDA is saying we don't know. So yes, no, we don't know. But when you got that vaccine, let's say four months ago, you saw Fauci on TV saying you don't need to worry about it. That's why everyone got mad because people got vaccines and they were saying you're sending the wrong message to yeah. tell people to still wear masks. So they said if you're vaccinated, you don't need masks. Well, now that changed. Mm-hmm. So this is really a pandemic of people trusting government blindly and then regretting decisions. Stick with your decision. Look, anyone who decided not to get vaccinated, they're sticking with their decision. You decided to get vaccinated and said, well, well, I mean, it's kind of like you can't just reverse a vaccination. You got to you got to stick with your decision on that one. Fuck, you're stupid. It'll kill off the conservative voting base. Good. Then let them die. Yes, I've agreed. And many people are taking that tag because like it's four to one, four to one, four to one. Republicans are dying. Opposed to Democrats. Four to one right now in this country. Four to one. Four to one, Steven Crowder. That's and that's that's your fucking viewers, dude. <laughs> God damn. Alright, it's time for me to go get something to eat. So I can get ready for the Friday night freak show. But before we go, we're going to watch a dog teach another dog to str- uh, to swim. Oh, this is adorable. Yeah. Oh, he's doggy paddling. Media winch! Welcome, welcome. That, that was too cute. I might have to show that to Sparkles after she gets here. Keep going. She's even going to do dinner with me tonight. Who knows? That's our usual thing. We do dinner about 7 o'clock. Right now. 
Seven o'clock is probably not seven o'clock for you guys. She's just gonna stand me up. I'm gonna have to go make leftovers or some shit. Meet back here, ten o'clock Eastern, seven Pacific for the Friday Night Freak Show. I will be joined by the lovely Sparkles Lavendar. If you're watching on Twitch right now. You're gonna get sent over to my good friend Polly People. After after uh, Echoplex raided USA Hole last night, Polly was in there. We were we were having a great time. All kinds of cool people. If you're watching on Twitch, you're heading over to Polly People. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. See you.